What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the TSK Show. I am your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Sklar. I am joined by my co-host, the one and only Mr. 360, Tyler Pacholke, and, of course, co-host, producer extraordinaire, Jacob Gonzalez. Before we start the show, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you decide to listen to the TSK Show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. Don't forget to follow at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and follow all of us as well at the Duke of Sports, at Tyler Pacholke, and at Jacob Double underscore Gonzalez. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Sports Kingdom Show. Jacob here. It's another quarantine edition of the TSK Show. I'm in studio this week while Tyler will be joining the show by phone, and Eric will be joining us by Skype due to the coronavirus and quarantine restrictions put here in Los Angeles. On this episode of the TSK Show, we are going to discuss the NBA 2K tournament that is scheduled to take place this Friday, featuring 16 NBA players who are avid gamers. We are also going to rank our top 10 sports movies you should all check out during this quarantine, since you've got nothing better to do than catch up on movies. We'll close the show by continuing our series of ranking the top players at each position in the NBA with the second installment, our top 10 forwards in the NBA right now. All right, let's start the show. Hey, what's up, guys? How are you guys holding up? Just trying to stay alive, man. Yeah, your quarantine's almost up, huh? Yeah, man, I go back to work tomorrow, so I'm excited. I bet you're itching to get out the house. Oh, bro, I don't even know where to start with that. It's uh, It's been uh, been something else, staying cooped up in the house the last two weeks. Well, only – see, I want to ask you and Tyler this, and maybe he can answer this question too. You guys are the only people that I know personally that are cooped up and, like, really don't have anywhere to go as of right now. So, like, can you guys describe your quarantine life right now? Just trying, to, <laughs> just trying to, just trying to take it a day at a time. Try to get into some sort of routine, so you know the days seem normal. Um, but yeah, man, it's pretty, it's pretty basic, pretty boring. A lot of movies. Yeah, no. It, a lot of shows. Yeah, a lot of two K, a lot oh, of yeah, Call of Duty, yeah. Warzone. I to say a lot of video games. Yeah, a lot of, too a lot much. of snacking. Too much screen time. Yeah. Too much food, for sure. Our eyes are going to be yeah. screwed after all this. Exactly. <laughs> but did you guys realize that we're currently in the third longest drought without MLB, NHL, NBA, or NFL games being played? Yeah, so there's, there's nothing. Even Wimbledon got canceled this week. Yeah. So, I mean, today literally marks the 21st day since the NBA officially suspended the season from tipping off. And that was basically the first domino to fall that put a halt to the to the sports world as we know it because of the coronavirus. Yeah, I mean, really, I think that's that's really what sparked it all for 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 everyone. Yeah, definitely. So. 
I know a lot of people have been trying to find things to watch. Uh, a lot of like sports networks like ESPN and uh, Fox Sports have been trying to find programming. Hey, that's fine with me if they just keep replaying old games. I like that. Yeah, no, definitely. The old games are are definitely cool to go back and look at. But one thing that ESPN is doing, they're teaming up with NBA 2K for a tournament that's going to feature 16 NBA players. And that's going to start ne- uh, this Friday, actually, so in a couple days. And basically the first round is going to be Friday and Sunday of this week. So April 3rd and April 5th. And then the quarterfinals are going to be on Tuesday, April 7th. And then the semifinals and the finals are going to be on April 11th. All of these are going to be on ESPN and ESPN2. 16 players from the NBA were chosen. The players were seated based on their player rating in the actual game NBA uh, 2K20. So Kevin Durant is the number one overall seed. Uh, he's ranked as a 96 in the game. And players who were tied in their overall rating were basically seated based on tenure in the league. So I have the matchups real quick if you guys want to run through them. So the first matchup, the number one seed, Kevin Durant versus the number 16 seed, Derek Jones Jr. of the Miami Heat. Who do we think has that? I got to go with Derek Jones. He's a younger guy. You're going the upset? I got – well, because it's, it's, it's just uh, seeded by your your player, but you – he's play, – it's, it's Derek Jones versus Kevin Durant in a game, right? Well, I think they're going to choose – a team to play with. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. Five... So Der- yeah. So Derek Jones is playing Kevin Durant in a game at 2K. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I assume they're going to pick the teams. I, I assume everyone's going to pick the team they play for. Uh, but I got, I got to go with the youth in this tournament. Interesting. I'm I see. I'm going with Kevin Durant. Cause he, has had this whole year off. He's had nothing to do but play video games. I mean, he's rehabbed a little bit too, though. Well, yeah, he's been rehabbing, but, like, there's plenty of time to rehab and play video games. I probably would take Derek Jones too, only because he is younger. I feel like the youth, like Damn. Tyler is saying, that they have more time, like, to play. I don't know. It just feels like they would be into that more than, like, some of the veterans would. Dude, it's more – every year you get younger – at 30 years old, every year you get younger, it's that much more ingrained in your in your like development. So yeah. it's just like, dude, you get to these kids, man. It's second nature. All right, so the 8-9 matchup is Montrez Harrell of the Clippers versus the Indiana Pacers all-star, DeMontis Sabonis. I got to go with Sabonis just because – this Gonzaga guy got rolled. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with Trez for grabbing two K. I'm going. I'm going with Trez because uh, even though he's a Clipper, I got to stick with the LA team because there are, there are no Lakers in this uh, tournament. Mm, I probably yeah, would go with Montrez too. Nah, gotta go with the Gonzaga. Gotta go with the Zag. All right. 
the number five seed versus the number 12 seed, we got Devin Booker of the Phoenix Suns versus Michael Porter Jr. of the Denver Nuggets. Going with the kid, the 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 Nathan Hale grad, Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> I'm also going to go with Michael Porter Jr. on this one with the upset over Devin Booker. Yeah, I don't think Devin Booker is really a, a gamer or a good gamer. Hey, this is rank. This I think it's well, not ranked. In no, Devin Booker. Devin Booker's. What'd you say, Tyler? It's not ranked when it comes to like your gamer ranking. Well, but yeah, Devin Booker is right. actually an avid gamer. He he found out the season was suspended while he was playing Call of Duty and was live streaming on Twitch. But I still got to go with Michael Porter Jr. All right, the number four matchup. Versus, or the number four seed versus the number 13 seed, Donovan Mitchell of the Utah Jazz versus Rui Hachimura of the Washington Wizards. Oh, I'm going with Mitchell on this one. Not even close. Yeah, gotta Not go even with, close. Gotta go with Donovan Mitchell. I'm pretty sure he's, a, he's also an avid gamer. Yeah, I'm also going with Spider Mitchell. So, all right, that's one half of the bracket. Now, the other side of the bracket... We got the number two seed, Trey Young of the Atlanta Hawks, going against the 15 seed, Harrison Barnes of the Sacramento Kings. Oh, this is tough, man. Harrison Barnes is a Tar Heel. He's my boy, but I got to go with Trey. Yeah, you got to stick with your youth uh, equation. Got to go with my youth, and I also know, I mean, I remember Barnes at North Carolina used to talk about how he didn't even have a TV in his apartment. And, you know, how he wasn't a big TV guy. So, I can't assume he's that deeply ingrained in gaming. Yeah, I'm I'm going with Trey Young as well. Jacob, who you got? Same. I'm going to go with Trey, too. Yeah, with the youth, you know. Okay. All right. Now, the seven seed, Zach Levine, going up against the number 10 seed, DeAndre Ayton. Who you got, uh, Tyler? Um... Gotta go with Levine. That's yeah, I mean. same. Jacob? Yeah, Aiden is younger, but I'm still going to go with Zach. All right, Battle of the Big Men. The 6th seed versus the 11th seed. 6th seed, Andre Drummond going up against free agent DeMarcus Cousins. The number 11 seed. Oh, Drummond all the way yeah. for me. I feel like he would take this one. I got I... See, I got to go with Boogie based on all the injuries, kind of like what you were saying about KD. Yeah, I'm also Boogie going with Boogie. Been, Boogie's been playing some video games. Yeah. All right, the last matchup, the number three seed, Hassan Whiteside, versus the number 14 seed, Patrick Beverly. Man, I don't know. Those, that's a, That's like a weird matchup. Probably yeah. just go with Pat Bass. Probably just go with Pat Bass because of his uh, competitive spirit. Okay. All right. I'm actually going to go Hassan Whiteside. Jacob, who you got? Uh, I got Pat Bev in this one too. I really don't like Whiteside as a player that much, so <laughs> I'm not going to like him as a gamer either. All right. So, all right, that is the first round for – the NBA 2K tournament live on ESPN starting this Friday. The winner of this event uh, is going to receive $100,000 to give to a charity in support of 
coronavirus relief efforts. So we gave our picks. Now I kind of want to get your guys' thoughts on the whole idea behind this tournament and putting it on TV. And what do you think it's going to, what do you think it's going to do for people? Do you think it's going to generate some buzz? Do you think people are actually going to watch this tournament on TV? Uh, Oh yeah. Big time. Definitely going to generate some buzz. I mean, I just think that the, uh, the whole gaming streaming, you know, lane right now has millions of viewers. There's just a ton of, ton of youngsters out there that are, uh, that are doing that kind of thing. I mean, I love UK. I love the NBA, but I don't necessarily watch like game streaming. So, you know, they can bring people in like me to watch gaming for the first time. And they got all these gamers, you know, kind of getting into these athletes competing on a bigger stage. It's just kind of the clash of, you know, uh, athletes and video uh, professional gamers. I think it's a great idea. I'm super excited to watch it. I think it's, uh, it's going to be fun. Jacob, how about you? Yeah, I think definitely it'll draw in people, especially just because you have big names like KD and Trey. You know, you have all the uh, the stars on all the teams competing in these tournaments, you know, regardless if it's a video game tournament and it's a streaming uh, site too. But I think it'll draw a lot of people too. A lot of the youth who watches these players now, like, a lot of the people who who their Jordan was Kobe or even during Jordan's time, they didn't really have this outlet. So I feel like for a lot of the youth now, uh, youth fans, I should say, they're really going to be into this just because they play video games. That's how they relate to their players or their their idols that they you know that they go for in each respective team. So I think it's going to definitely gain a lot of uh, of popularity just because of the youth that uh, likes the NBA. Yeah, I think especially for the 30 and under crowd, this tournament is going to be a hit. I think for a major network like ESPN to put on this type of tournament, it's high risk, high reward because it gives esports a chance to reach someone. Like Tyler was saying, it gives esports a chance to reach someone it might not necessarily reach through a Twitch platform or a caffeine platform or any other like video game streaming platform. And I think it's, it's pretty interesting to see like sports networks like ESPN and Fox sports kind of struggle for programming and resort to something like this. It brings in the viewers, man. I think it's a big, it's a big, big time pull, especially if like, you know, Eventually, the NBA gets involved. Yeah, and honestly, plus, in recent years, you've seen a lot of, like, the, the, the gaming um, communities kind of start up again as far as, like, there's a, there's a, there's a viewer and uh, a viewership off of this, of people playing video games. Like, this is not something new, but it's just new to the NBA now that their players are doing it. Yeah, you see a lot of the the like first player shooting games like uh call of duty counter-strike yeah and there's tournaments Fortnite, for all, all, the, all those too. types of stuff yeah. yeah there's tournaments and people but go head to head with like some of the best people around the world or even in the country yeah and there, there's 2k and madden tournaments and the 2k league has started up and i know tyler and i, I think have talked about it on the show a couple of times with the 2k league because uh we have aspirations to make it one day in the yeah. 2k league <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, no. dude, professional, professional 
gaming has just become just as legit as professional sports. I mean, these guys are making just as much as pro athletes. I mean, millions and millions of dollars. Yeah, I mean, a guy like Ninja makes a million dollars a stream, I think. Yeah, and he got famous off yeah. of Fortnite, which people hated that game when it first came out. There was a lot of people who said it was, you know, it was boring. Not, I wouldn't say boring, but I, I don't even know what the term that they use for it. That but he made it popular. He played, yeah, he did make it popular. Uh, he was like the, the, the no, most known uh, player as far as his, his username went, his tag. People knew who he was. Yeah. Well, when it comes to Ninja, it's like this dude is making – he might make a hundred million dollars in a year. I don't know. I know he's making, you know, at least like fifty mil. He's making a lot of money, like at least fifty million a year, and and that's like more than most professional athletes. So, nah. Uh, Ninja Ninja's net worth is like ten million dollars, but like still, he's a video gamer, and his net worth is ten million dollars. That's crazy. Yeah, and, and but I think he's making a lot more. Man, that's crazy. It seems like he makes so if he's making a million dollars a stream, you know what I mean? He's he's posted constantly in play. And all he yeah. does is play uh, video games. Imagine that. Yeah, because I, I thought that he was pulling in like honestly I thought he was pulling in like ten figures a month. Like, yeah, no, I don't like think that. it's that big, but I mean listen, to play video games and your net worth to be ten million dollars, that's that's no joke. Yeah, yeah. The point of the story is like gamers they're making just as much as professional athletes, if not more. And it's just a cool crossover because, you know, a lot of professional athletes nowadays grow up playing video games. Yeah, and you hear all the time about players in interviews talking about stories from the road where they'll land in a city and they have an off day or whatever, and the first thing they do is they'll go to a Best Buy, buy a PlayStation or an Xbox, take it back to the hotel and play video games in the hotel till they got to go do whatever and they just keep taking the console with them on the road or with them do you remember that yeah. that video if i think it was it is definitely carl anthony towns and it was i think he was playing ben simmons on i don't know what game they were playing but i think it was ben simmons he wanted to play him in another game and cat was like no no no, i have to go to sleep because i have a game tomorrow and i think ben simmons said oh you're playing the knicks don't worry yeah yeah i, I do think, remember yeah, that see, yeah this has been going on for a long time. We've already known like this wave of like the youth players just being so involved in like the gaming community, which is cool because now you see it in like full effect. Yeah. No, and a lot of the players now, especially during this time off because of the coronavirus, they're taking advantage of their platforms on Twitch or whatever streaming service they're using to connect with their fans. Yeah, because right now you can't really do much as a player besides work out and try to stay in in somewhat shape for when the season does start and then play video games. That's it. Yeah. I mean, listen, yeah. regular unless, people unless like somehow us. you have another hobby that people don't know about, but most of these young players, they're playing video games or watching shows or whatever. No, it's cool that, you know, I don't think, I don't think any of the NBA players are like known for 2K. Almost all of them are known for other types of gaming. So it's going to be cool to see them compete in basketball. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, we're, I know I'm definitely going to be tuned in for uh, the first round and see how it goes for this tournament. I'm, I'm sure you guys are too. Oh, yeah. No, I'm stoked for it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be exciting. I'm definitely watching. 
Yeah, so all right, let's move on now to the next topic we got. And because it's another quarantine edition of the Sports Kingdom show, we thought it would be a good idea to give you guys some movies, some sports movies to watch during this quarantine. Uh, I know, Tyler, we were having a, a back and forth on Facebook with you and some of your boys from back home about the top 100 baseball movies. So I think we're definitely going to get to that uh, later on down the road. Maybe we'll do an episode where we just do baseball movies. But this episode, we're just going to do the top 10 sports movies we think you guys should watch. And we didn't really rank them in any specific order. But uh, why don't... Tyler, do you... Do you want to just reveal each list one by one, or do you want to go? How do you want to do this? Yeah, I mean, uh, I I don't I don't mind at all. We can we can go one by one, or or I can just rifle off my ten real quick and talk about it, and then move on to the next one. All right, so let's just go one for one, for one, I guess, since there's three of us. So all right. Jacob, what's the first movie you got on your list? Uh, a League of Their Own with Tom Hanks. Okay. One of my favorite movies with Tom Hanks. Okay. One of the, so, one of the most quotable lines ever. Oh, yeah. There's no, there's no crying yeah. in baseball. Exactly. Great one. Yeah. Tyler, what about you? What you got? I got Celtic Pride. Okay. The, uh, Celtic Pride, The Sleeper, Dan Aykroyd, uh, Marlon Wayans. Um, it's a, it's based on a couple Celtics fans that take uh, the star player and kidnap a uh, star player from another team in the finals or in the playoffs and and kidnap him uh, just so the Celtics can win the title. Uh, <laughs> but it's pretty good. It's it's a it's a hilarious movie from the '90s. It's one of Judd Apatow's first movies, actually, uh, which is actually not very well known. Um, so, you know, Judd Uptown, right when he's coming up, it's got a lot of great NBA references. Uh, good movie. All right. Uh, the number one movie I had on my list, actually my favorite movie of all time, coincidentally enough, Coach Carter, starring, obviously, yeah. Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, that's a great movie. Yeah, no. I, I have that my, on my list, too. Yeah, okay. I got that on my list as well, for sure. Yeah, so Coach Carter, Samuel L. Jackson, Ashanti, obviously based on a true story of a coach up in Northern California who locked his team out of the gym because they weren't performing well in the classroom. So it talks about that whole story. Great, great locked movie. Good, locked a good team up in his gym. Yeah, you know, no, they were a great a, team. It's yeah, funny, I always why, forget I always forget that why. Channing Tatum is in that movie. Oh, yeah, bro. First roles. <laughs> yeah. Might, 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 be, might be his first role, honestly. It, it's, it's probably one of his one first of his like, main roles, too. Yep. But I always said if I was, like, his age when that movie came out, I could have played that character, no doubt. It, it's, uh, you could have been Lau? For sure. Oh, for sure I could have been Lau. <laughs> for sure an all-time classic. I you you would have had to shave your head and the beard. Ah, listen, I already get, I already get a buzz cut. <laughs> no, he was bald. That'd be the be- best basketball movie of the 2000s. Yeah, by far. For sure. 
All right, Jacob, what do you, what else you got? All right. Um I have White Man Can't Jump is my uh, oh, my second one. Another classic. Another classic. Wesley Snipes and Woody Har- Harrelson. Yeah. Okay. I got I got I got that one for sure on my list. All right, Tyler, what else? All right, the next one I got uh the, and this one's more of a, even if you're not a sports fan, I think this one's uh, really good. So definitely a quarantine recommendation, but is we are Marshall. Oh, hell oh, yeah. Uh, I have that too. Uh, Matthew McConaughey. And it's a true story and it's, you know, kind of a heartbreaker uh, slash inspiring story. So it's about Marshall university and it's a good one. Yeah. No, it's, it's pretty sad I'm, in the beginning, but it's like kind of cool how it ends though. Yeah. I know oh, yeah. It's a sad story, but it's inspiring for sure. Yeah. Listen, Disney movies always end well. Eh, they gotta spin it that way. They always, they always start. <laughs> they always start bad, though. True, true. There's always heartbreak right. in the beginning. Yeah. All right. Number two for me, I got Major League. So uh, Charlie Sheen, Tom Bergener, uh, basically a a fictional Cleveland Indians team that is down in the dumps and tries to win the pennant. Just a classic yeah. sports sports movie, in my opinion. Charlie Sheen in his prime. It's, it's yeah, definitely. Fun. Wild thing. Uh, yeah, wild thing. The other, the other one I got is, uh, this is, to me, the best hockey movie of all time, which, to me, there's a lot of great hockey movies. Gotta go with Mighty Ducks, another Disney movie. Yeah, Ooh. yeah that one's a no-brainer. I love the Mighty Ducks yeah. series. Gotta go with Mighty Ducks, man. I think if you're a kid in the nineties, I mean, even if even if you weren't a kid, like if you were around in the nineties when it came out, talking about Charlie Sheen, we're gonna go with his brother, Emilio Yeah, Estevez. Emilio Estevez. Is that Gordon Bombay, baby? And uh the only hockey jersey I own is the the Charlie Conway Junior Goodwill Games jersey. Fire. Jacob, what you got next on your list? All right. Uh, my next one, definitely one of my favorite childhood movies is, oh, by far, is The Sandlot. Oh, yeah. okay. By far. A little I mean, Benny the Jet? Just, yeah, no, no, no that one has to be on there. Movie. Even when yeah, that movie I, came out, I wanted a pair of those PF Flyers. Who did it? Yeah, I think everybody wanted yeah. a pair. Yeah. No, I mean, Sandlot's iconic for sure. Yeah, but then they had to go fuck it up with making a second one and a third one. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. What they do. I don't you, even know who bothers gotta, to go you watch gotta, them. You got <laughs> to focus on the good one, Benny the Jet. Nah, stick with the original. All right, for me, third on my list, got to go with Brad Pitt, man. Moneyball. Ooh, see, that yeah. one almost made my cut. It's a good movie, though. It's a great yeah, movie. it's a good movie. I like it. That's my, that's my second favorite baseball movie. Beyond yeah. Field Dreams, but that's uh you know, Moneyball is definitely an all time great. And it's cool because we witnessed it. Yeah, literally in real time. And and it and it and it transcends so much more than baseball because you know, that was the birth birth of analytics in the NBA. Yeah. You know, totally. it's, it's influenced it's influenced the way the NBA in the NFL have been ran. Totally. All right, fourth um, on your list, Tyler. All right, now I'm going into uh, the fighting realm. 
Uh, which typically I don't think fighting movies are really thrown in the mix. Uh, but I got my, I got Never Back Down. I'm not sure if Never Back Down is a movie that's like widely seen. It's kind of like a, it's kind of almost, it was kind of almost made to be like a teenage, like coming of age type of movie. But I think it's, I think it's a little better than that. Um, but basically about just kind of, you know, MMA and a couple young couple young kids that are coming up uh one's like your typical you know got all the accolades got the dad is training him been doing it all his life and then you got the uh the kid coming off the farm that was a football player and he's got a lot of anger issues so uh never back down is 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 a great fighting movie yeah i love never back down kind of the birth of like it was made kind of in the birth of uh, you know, UFC, internet, internet backyard brawl type of, uh, you know, time period, like 2004, 2005. Totally. Jacob, what you got next? All right. Well, with the same theme that uh, Tyler's saying with fighting, I had to put one of those on there because I love watching boxing in general. So why not a boxing movie? Uh, so I'm going with The Fighter with Mark Wahlberg and uh, Christian Bale. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a that's a great one. I'm glad I'm glad you didn't just say Rocky, like you know the no the, <laughs> yeah the, the obvious that choice, that one's too know? obvious for people. I mean, no, that, in, no, while cool. you're in quarantine, that's I guess you could. No, yeah, well, while you're in quarantine, I guess you could knock out a whole Rocky series, but why not watch a new one with a fighter? No, yeah. I'm really, no, I like I like the uh, I like the take. All right, I'm actually going back to basketball for this one. For my fourth pick, and it's semi-pro. Oh, see, I had that one as my comedy. <laughs> I love that it's movie. Funny. It's funny. I've watched. I watched semi-pro since this quarantine, and God oh damn, yeah, so have I. Funny. I watched it already twice. It, it, that's a great one. I mean, Will Ferrell in his peak, and it wasn't. I don't think it necessarily was accepted off the jump, but it has aged really well. Yeah, and listen, it's. Technically based off a true story, Will Ferrell just put it, yeah, a it's comedy just, spin off. It's of just it. like a little twist, but it's still pretty funny though. How it, it is a, it's based like off the true story, but it's just in Will Ferrell's comedy. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So all right, Tyler, number five. All right. I got I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the fighting. I got two of them. Um this is the second one I'm gonna go with Warrior. Um Warrior's one of my all time favorite movies, like period not just fighting movies but um it's a it's an mma tournament that's like like i said kind of the uh tap out age um and it's uh it's two brothers that end up fighting in the championship but the two brothers have all this drama that kind of leads up to the fight and uh no one really knows that they're brothers uh until the very end and then you see him fight it out for the championship. You got two brothers fighting for fighting, physically fit fighting for a championship. It's great. Yeah, no doubt. Jacob, what you got? Well, since you gave your comedy movie, I'll give mine. Uh, since you already used semi-pro, I'll use The Longest Yard. That's one of my favorite comedy sports movies. Very interesting you yeah. chose that. Why? Very Because I also have The Longest Yard on my list, but... I have the original version with Burt Reynolds, not the Adam Sandler version. Not the Adam Sandler version. Yeah, because I'm assuming most people that listen to this show have seen the Adam Sandler version. I want 
I want people to go back and watch the original Longest Yard with Burt Reynolds. Well, they have they have all the time to watch both of them. But I do like this one a lot because of uh, Cheeseburger Eddie. And, yeah, Nelly, oh. Nelly's in this one. <laughs> Nelly's in this one. Uh, who else? Chris Rock. Yeah, no. Dude, Listen, great yeah, movie. That, Nelly being in that movie was so dope at the time. Like, as a young kid, I was just like, this is so awesome. Um that that that's definitely a good pick, and the Burt Reynolds the Burt Reynolds ones is great too. So either way, either way, yeah, go watch. Uh, yeah, if you haven't watched any of them, go watch both of them. Yeah, totally. All right, for me, number five. First, it's funny. First, I also first have all, if you haven't, the movie. First of all, though, real quick, if you haven't seen Longest Yard, it's the uh, it's the prisoners versus the guards in a football game. So oh yeah, sorry, and, we forgot to describe that, it. If that doesn't make you want to watch it, I don't know what will. Yeah. <laughs> but for number five, I also have an Adam Sandler movie, and I got Happy Gilmore. Tap, tap, tap Oh, see, this one almost made my cut, too. No, nah, listen, almost, Happy Gilmore is a classic. Yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not arguing it. It's best great. Movie ever. You said yeah, it's Adam Sandler's best say, movie ever? I said it might be his best movie ever. I mean... I think that might seen, be, you know, Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison. It's just like that's when he was in Goat Status. Yeah, I think that's know? the one that uh, people recognize him by the most is yeah, Happy Gilmore. Yeah, yeah Billy that Madison or Billy Madison. Yeah, no, it's so uh, it's just like both those are just Happy Gilmore is just so so great. Yeah. All right, what you got is at number six, Tyler. All right. Well, um, we talked about. We talked about my number six, so I'll throw another one in there. We talked about Coach Carter, um, but I'm going to throw in one that's like there's two movie there's two movies to me that stand out when it comes to just like I'm a film guy, you know. So uh, yeah, definitely. When it comes to like when it comes to critics and all this kind of stuff, I think there's two great sports movies of all time. Um, not necessarily my favorites, but these are the two that are just like. It's more than sports. They're, you know, iconic directors, the whole nine. But uh, one of them is Oliver Miller's Any Given Sunday. Oh, classic. Or Oliver Stone, sorry. Yeah, um, no, that, that's a classic, all, Any Given you know, Sunday. I think, I think Any Given Sunday kind of shows you more of the gritty, uh, real thought of the sport. Um, and it's not necessarily for kids, but it's just like it's something that uh, – I think that if you're a sports fan and you're an adult, you should watch because I think there's more truth than people want to realize. Yeah, totally. Al Pacino, baby. Al Pacino, Jamie Foxx. Willie Beeman. But yeah, Any Given Sunday to me is, is one of the two great sports films of all time. Yeah. All right, Jacob, what's your number six? All right, my next movie... Uh, I got to go with my guy Denzel Washington in He Got Game. Okay. With little yeah, with uh, Ray Allen, which his name in the movie is Jesus Shuttleworth. Yep. Yeah, father so son, he got father game. son duo. Which yeah, that so, that inspired the shoes too. So He Got Game to me is the other one. So it's 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 cool that you said that, but uh, to me, any given Sunday and He Got Game are kind of, when it comes to a cinematic perspective, are the two best sports movies of all time. Spike Lee, um, 
kind of encapsulates the dirty side of being a star player and, and, you know, the way you're treated coming up and the, the dirty side of recruiting and, and kind of all these different real-life issues. I think that Spike Lee and Oliver Stone, coming from the film perspective, trying to do a sports movie, just uh, crush it. Yeah. No, I mean, He Got Game is, is arguably probably the best basketball movie made yeah I, I, yeah i think i i i think it is i think it's definitely the best basketball movie ever made it's if you're a film buff and you don't like sports at all it's an amazing film and uh yeah i mean it's just it's just uh yeah to me it's like the perfect basketball movie and it, it throws in the dramatics and it throws in the pros and the cons of kind of the industry and the whole the whole uh, life of being a pro basketball player. Yeah, it's, I right. mean, it's a gra- it's a graphic dark movie. Yeah, and it it definitely tells a story. Yep, and, and I think it tells, um, unfortunately, true story. Yeah, which I think it's right. on Netflix. So again, go watch it. Yeah, no, listen, all of these movies we're talking about, we are suggesting for you guys to go watch. While you have this downtime on this quarantine, if you're working from home, want to take a break for a little bit, go watch these movies. Hey, watch the movie while you're working from home. Well, yeah, if, do if that, you don't get too distracted. You can do that, too. I know I've done that a couple times. <laughs> All right, my number six movie, uh, it's another movie based on a true story, and it's 42, the story of Jackie Robinson, uh, Chadwick yeah. Boseman's breakout role. Uh, yep. Just a, a great movie that that tells the history of arguably the most important player in baseball history. Yeah, I think hands down. I mean, you know, one of one of the most iconic athletes ever, for sure, Jackie Robinson, and they they did a great job of depicting the story. All right, what do you got next, Tyler? All right. We're running out of my list, but I, I got a long list here, so I can keep going. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, uh, right now, I'm going to talk about my favorite sports movie ever. Um, not necessarily the best, but my favorite. And that's a movie called The Replacements, starring Keanu Reeves. Uh, the Replacements is just is, is a movie I watched as a kid to watch today. Um, the NFL is in a lockout, or the Professional Football League is in a lockout. And the teams go and get players off the street, basically. And uh, it's the story about those replacement players. And it's, it's, just, it's just an amazing film. And Shane Falco, played by Keanu Reeves, is, is, is the QB of all time. <laughs> Jacob, what do you got next? Well, since we're on the topic of uh, true stories, I'm going to go with uh, Sandra Bullock and the Blind Side and the story of Michael Orr. Oh, yeah. okay. It for, for most people, it's kind of I wouldn't say a corny movie, but to me, it's great because it does kind of tell the it does tell the story of how he made it to the NFL and like same thing with recruiting, you know where you should play, where your loyalty lies. But to me, it's a great movie regardless of all that. Yeah, and did, yeah, did he man. win a Super Bowl with the Ravens? Yep. Yeah, he uh, did. Yeah, he did. And I, I think it's corny because it was. It was dramatized like a PG fashion. Yeah, exactly. If it was, I, I, if I it think, was rated R or whatever. I think, I, I think Disney did it, uh, 
and the, you know, so you have that aspect of it. But it was a great. I mean, it was a great movie. The funny yeah. thing about that movie to me is like the repercussions after for Michael Orr in real life. And I mean, some say it ruined his career. You know, because yeah. it's added pressure of playing that tough position. And he honestly ended up moving to right tackle and being a much better player, not playing the blind side, but he was just tagged as this guy. So uh, I'm pretty sure Sandra Bullock won the Oscar for Best Actress that year. I think so. Definitely a great, definitely a great movie and uh, kind of a weird story after, after the movie. Yeah. All right. For me, another based on a true story, but listen, this is a excuse me. This is a weird time for everybody, and I think everybody needs a little bit of an inspiration. So I'm going with Miracle, the story of the USA yeah. hockey team beating the Soviet Russians in the Olympics, upsetting them to win the gold. Uh, it's just a great story. Uh, Kurt Russell is Herb Brooks, the coach, does an incredible job. Just a uh, miracles, I think. Uh, like the the Mighty Ducks franchise, probably in the top five hockey movies ever. Yeah, so I said Mighty Ducks is number two, and this is, in fact, what I think is number one, for sure. Okay, so yeah, number one. I'll I'll, I'll ride that with you, Tyler. I I think, yeah, I think it's the best hockey movie ever, for sure. I think, you know, as good as Mighty Ducks is, it was more of I was a kid at the right time, and it just was, it was, that era's movie whereas miracle man that is just whoever watches that from any hockey fan from the age of five to 100 will love that movie yeah no doubt the the other hockey movie um i love is uh is the alaska movie um it's named after it's named after the the city in alaska juno no, 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 it's a, not a city, but it's a, it's an area in Alaska. Uh, it's with, it's with, uh, uh, fuck. Is it Mystery Alaska? Mystery Alaska. I no, just looked it up. Russell Crowe. That's another great hockey movie for you. This, this right up there with Miracle. Okay. All right. So what else you got on your list, Tyler? All right. Um. I got to go with this one. This one's probably the, you know, this is another, you know, generational type movie. Like if you're around playing high, especially playing high school football or anything like that. But Friday Night Lights, man. Yep. If you haven't seen Friday Night Lights. Yeah, that was another not, one which, I was going to put on. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's one that I would feel like most people would have on their list. Yeah, for but sure. I it's think almost... it, I think, I think when it comes to encapsulating, the the weird like lore that is high school football like why high school football is so just like ingrained in our culture it's like it grabs it as good as anything especially okay if you're watching all american right now on netflix if that's the tv show that you're like falling in love with you will love friday night lights it's the movie (laughs) version of that show well, and Friday Night Lights got its own series after anyway. Yeah, it did. It, well, and it came from books, so that's how good. That's how. That's how well they, you know, the book captured high school football, and they were able to depict it on the big screen. But I think that this is the best 
it's hard to like, especially if you, you know if you didn't participate in high school football. It, it's one, it's one version. But even if you didn't play football, you know how like the football players or like the football team or the football game was treated. It was just like weirdly important to everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, if, totally. And if it wasn't, and if it wasn't important to you, you despised it. You know, it was like love, hate, high school football. Um, and they, I just think that they nailed it. Yeah. All right. What do you got, Jacob? All right. So another go, uh, going back to childhood movies. This is definitely one of my favorites. Probably my, ooh, I don't know, maybe one and two. It's tied with the Sandlot, and that's Space Jam. For uh, oh. yes, yeah, yeah by, see, by I didn't far. Talk about space. I didn't talk about that because I figured everybody. Yeah, would everybody have would that. have that. But again, even if you have watched it, definitely go watch it again. Uh, by far, one of my favorite childhood movies: Looney Tunes, Michael Jordan. Great combination. Yeah, epic, and, epic, epic. And Space Space Jam Two with LeBron that's coming co- that's out coming next out year. Too. Yeah. So in in the light of that release, you should probably go refresh yourself and watch this movie again if you have seen it already. Totally. Yeah, if you're, if you're watching Space Jam, you got to watch Mighty Ducks and just, you know, live in 1996 all over again. <laughs> yeah, the 90s sports movies are where it's at. Totally. Well, that's because we were kids, man. All right. For me, I got Dodgeball. Oh, see, that was yeah. another one that I had on my list. So you took that one away. But that's by <laughs> far one of my favorite comedy movies, too. Listen, Ben Stiller and Vince Vaughn just – incredible foes against each other. So, so who are you? We have a question for you, though. Who are you going with? The uh, Average Joes or the Cobras? Come on, yeah, man. It's Globo Average Joes. Joe's. Dude. <laughs> no, you got you to gotta go with Globo Jim. They're physically dominant. No, I'm an Average Joe You're not going Joe with Globo Jim? That's like picking Vlade Divac versus Shaq. <laughs> you know, it's just like, yo, Vlade's cool and all, but it's fucking Shaq. Yeah, I wouldn't even say Vladi. I would give him like Chris Mim <laughs> or Brad yeah. Miller. Yeah, or or Brad Miller. The, both of those white guys fit the description. <laughs> Chris Dudley. Yeah, yeah. Chris Kamen. No, Dodgeball Man. That is like one of my all time all time faves. That's uh, such a good comedy movie. It's great. Yeah. All Lance right, Jacob. Armstrong since I stole that it. one, what do you got to replace Lance, it? Lance. Lance Armstrong makes a great cameo in Dodgeball. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Jacob, since I stole Dodgeball, what do you got next? Well, no, I think that that's all I had, so that's that's good that you stole it. That was, I think, my number yeah. 10. Oh, I got, two, yeah, but... I, I got two more. Yeah, no. What do you got? I got Love and Basketball. Oh, another great movie. Great. Listen, if you're in a relationship... Watch Love and Basketball. Yeah, with if, girl. if you're if you're sad or in a relationship right now, and you're into sports, it uh, two birds hey, with one stone hey. right there. So straight up in high school, I switch basketball numbers every year. And in high school, when I was a junior and senior, I dated a basketball player. And uh, my junior year, I wore number twenty-two because of Omar Epps' character in that movie. Quincy and McCall. She thirty, and she wore thirty-two. That's sick. So, so my junior year of high school, I was Dana Girl's basketball player, and we had the 22-32 combo. Did you play her for your love? Yeah, that's the real question. I did, and I lost. <laughs> <laughs> well, then it was like the movie then. 
<laughs> no, no, it's all good. <laughs> you were recreating the now, scene, but, but it's all funny. good now. But I'm glad. I'm glad I lost that one. Yeah. <laughs> all right. The last one I have, because Jacob stole the longest yard from me. I'm going Gridiron Gang. Ooh. Another another one that's got a classic to it. Yeah. So uh, for those that don't know, Gridiron Gang based off a juvenile detention facility here in Southern California that basically put together a football team and played against actual high school football teams. And this is starring The Rock. So, I mean, hey. Yeah, The Rock basically works at Juvenile Correction Center and they get him to kind of form the football team just to teach him, you know, discipline and all that kind of stuff. And it's... uh, it's it's like kind of you know in the same breath of the longest yard. It's it's great. Yeah. No, that's that's why I had to replace the longest yard with Gridiron Gang. No, Gridiron Gridiron Gang's amazing. Yeah. All right. You guys got any any other movies you wanted to to shout out that people should watch during this quarantine? No, man. I mean, I'm I'm surprised no one said like Glory Road, Hoosiers. Remember the Titans. Those are those are a couple of the big ones. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, I don't got, I don't really got anything, anything new. Jacob, you got any others? No, I think those are all the ones that I had on my list. All right, let's close it out now with the last topic of the night. We're going to continue our series of ranking the top 10 players at each position in the NBA right now. Like we said last week, we're, we kind of switched up the, the definition of the positions. So Tyler, why don't you kind of explain the, the forwards definition since we're going to do the top 10 forwards in the NBA right now tonight? Yeah, man. So, uh, uh, forwards is a little tricky because, you know, there's there's this this game now. I mean, trying to group players in general is tricky, just because it's kind of a positionless game, and and so many players do so many different things. So it's like it's tough to put them in boxes like this. But to me, a forward is a guy that's like plays the three or the four. Um, you know, in a small ball lineup like D'Antoni or Steve Curl run, you'll get guys like P.J. Tucker and Draymond Green who are forwards play the center position and you know you also get guys that are just really skilled players so they can they'll have guard skill sets such as like uh a jason tatum a Giannis. you know they can handle the rock but those guys to me are forwards in the sense they're like it's a small forward power forward for the majority of the minutes they play um i would never describe them as a guard i wouldn't really describe them as a center uh as far as like older basketball goes, like when I think of forwards, I think of you know just the you know the two muscle guys. You know they rebound, they can they kind of go from inside outside. They defend, they're lengthy, um, but they're not necessarily like centers, um, and they're not necessarily guards in a playmaking standpoint. So um, yeah, I mean Scottie Pippen, uh, uh, Charles Barkley, those are two guys that kind of like. Yeah, great examples of the forward. 
So it's it's more guys that play the three four as opposed to more the two. Obviously, the two three is more of a wing. Yeah, exactly. Like a wing, a wing player to me is a guy that's he's not necessarily a point guard, but he plays the perimeter. You're not really going to see him down in the post area. He's not someone that's like you know a rim protector or a high volume rebounder. Uh, he's a guy that plays the two or the three. He's playing off the ball but he's playing on the perimeter. And then on the other okay. side of that, a big guy, a big guy is a guy that's a lanky body, similar to a forward, but he's he's not really stretched out to the perimeter, although a lot of bigs can stretch the perimeter now. But uh, he's not a guy that you would, like, have with other big guys, you know. Um, a big guy is more of the four or five position. So these guys are kind of in between a big guy and a wing. Okay. All right, so why don't – you just kick it off right now with your number 10 and then we'll go to Jacob and then we'll come to me. No, it's perfect because, uh, you know, as always a struggle with number 10 and it's, and this is an easy way for me to kind of describe what I'm looking at, but for, for number nine and number 10, I have three players because what? I cannot leave. I cannot leave one of these guys off. <laughs> okay. Group, so you have a, you a have group. an 11, 10 and a nine. Is what you say. I have a nine ten. I have a nine ten eleven. Yes, but I don't know what order. I wouldn't. I can't. I can't. I can't rank them. But why I group them together is they're guys that are past their prime, but I think that they still contribute greatly to the league and their teams. Um, okay. So I'll just start off with these three guys um, at a forward position: is Gordon Hayward, Carmelo Anthony, and Draymond Green. Okay. I think that the I think that these three guys are still top ten forwards as far as like a production level for their team and a winning basketball team. Now you may not see big time stats, um, but they're still they're sneaky stats. I mean, Gordon Hayward's still averaging nineteen a game, which is kind of a back uh, a bounce back year. Uh, Draymond still averaging six assists a game on a horrible team, but he's out there you know competing every night. And we know what Draymond does on the defensive end. And then you got Carmelo Anthony. They kind of shucked all the hate, um, shucked all the questions. And he's averaging 15 for a good Portland team. Yeah. Okay. That's that's very interesting that you had that that trio that of players. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, I can see that there's a lot of players out there that you might want to take on your team when you're thinking longevity. But I just feel like these three guys, they could match up with the top three guys on this list um, just purely in competitive spirit and, and experience and, and a winning mentality. I think Gordon Hayward, Carmelo, and Draymond are all winners, um, and, they can, and they're professionals. Yeah. All right, so, Jacob, who do you have? All right, at number 10 um, of the Orlando Magic, I have Aaron Gordon as my number 10. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Tyler, like, like I was saying, it was interesting that you had that trio of players because when I was listing out my guys, I had Draymond at 11, Melo at 10, and Gordon Hayward at 9. See? See? I mean, I just I couldn't rank them, so I put all three. Yeah. No, it's it, but as soon as you said those because, three names, I was like, wow. It's because... I believe that, like, 
yes, Gordon had the injury. Yes, Mello was from basketball. Mello was away from basketball. He's got that, you know, ball stopper mentality later on in his career. And then Draymond is the Warriors are horrible. And A, people have been waiting for a reason to hate on Draymond because they can't oh, explain yeah. why he's just they can't explain why he's so successful. They want to say he's trash, but he's not. He's a pivotal right. part to one of the most dominant teams of all time. Um, and, th- and that's no doubt. So it's just like, to me, Gordon, Mello, and Draymond are everything you, everything you want in the locker room, everything you want in the court at the end of the game. Um, they're just not their, they're not their prime, prime time right this second. Yeah, like you, like you said with Draymond, the Warriors aren't the Warriors without him. Especially during that run. Small, he was the first small ball center. I mean, he really did make it work because he was a dog underneath the rim. Yeah. So, all right, Jacob, who do you have at nine? So, at number nine uh, of OKC, I have Danilo Gallinari. I really like his, his play this year. It, it seems like he was kind of written off in a way because he had kind of bounced around from team to team. But, honestly, he kind of re- he really fits that team right now. They have that little small ball lineup of the three point guards. But he also complements them really well, too, because you have him playing the three or the four at times. And he is a stretch four when he does play that position. But yeah. he can also play the three. He just can't really defend the three that well. But he's a great shooter, though, and uh, definitely a prime scorer when he can when he, he can get hot, I should say. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. He was the he was the first player not listed for me. Um, I went. I had him at number nine, and then I took him off, and I put all three of those guys at number nine. Um, but uh, Gallo has had a great year, and and I think that all those Thunder players, Gallo, Shea, Shea Alexander, uh, Ed Schroeder, Chris Paul, Stephen Adams, all those guys like deserve a ton of credit for the job they've done. Um, and he's def and he's definitely a victim when it comes to trying to rank him because we saw him a go through injuries early in his career. And then B we've seen him bounce through five different franchises. Yeah. He's been shopped around I mean, too much. He, he's a six ten power forward, small forward, kind of versatile offensive guy, a great passer. Um, he, he does, lack foot speed on defense, but he's a he's a good piece to a team and definitely important with the top ten forward in the league. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I actually have him at eight, so we can we can transition to the next spot. I'm actually honestly yeah. giving him the benefit of the doubt because of how well he's been contributing to that OKC team. And yeah. like you guys like you guys have said with like the whole journeyman aspect to his career He's the, I think, the definition of this forward position, but I think he's got players above him that are better. So I, I had to put him at eight. He's shooting 41% from three. He's 19.2 points per game. It's He's he's a prototypical stretch four, I think. Yeah, no, I mean, he, he's, he's, he's playing great this year, and he is a prototype forward. He's exactly kind of what I'm looking at. So, right, who do you have at eight? Uh, at number eight, I got Aaron Gordon, who I okay. think was Jacob's number 10. Yeah. Um, I've always kind of been high on Aaron Gordon. Um, this is probably a little too high, but 
I just think he's the, he's the, he's kind of a, he's kind of just a, a, a half step behind a Blake Griffin. He's that close to being a superstar. Uh, he just hasn't, he hasn't made the progression like Blake did when it comes to the ball handling skills and the passing and the jumper. You know, he's got all those physical abilities that everybody loves. He's amazing in the open court, but uh, he'd be higher. He can he can move up the list if he acquires, you know, some playmaking abilities. Yeah, no, definitely. I actually didn't put Aaron Gordon on my list. Um, I'm I've kind of gotten off that that train because, like you were saying, Tyler, he hasn't made the progression some people were expecting him to make. Uh, comparing him to Blake Griffin, I think, is a great comparison. It's just. Blake was able to to take that next step in terms of shooting, especially from further out. So yeah, yeah, and and I think Blake is a better player in general than for than sure. Gordon. For sure, the body and the athleticism are very similar, and you know, I also think a big a big stunt Aaron Gordon's growth is just being Orlando. Busevich is clogging up the paint. Jonathan Isaac is a pretty similar player. Um, yeah, he's kind of just stuck not, there. Do you yeah. play Aaron Gordon at the three or the four? You know, do you start a couple big guys with him, let him play in a perimeter? Do you start him as a big and play more perimeter guys with him? I think those are the kind of things that have stalled it out. You know, he's the kind of guy, if you get him with the right coach right away, that knows how to use him the right way, then he might have a Blake Griffin-type career. But it just hasn't happened in Orlando yet. Yeah, I think the biggest thing for Aaron Gordon is his situation. And that that's the thing with yeah. so many players in the NBA. So many, yeah. I mean, all, so you can make a case for every player. But yeah. yeah. All right, so, Jacob, who do you have at number seven? Oh, well, I didn't give my number eight, so here's my number oh, eight. I, um, two I, weeks in a row. I've yeah, two it. weeks in yeah, a row. Yeah, the, the yeah. skipping comes back. It's back again. <laughs> it's because we're not all together. I'm sorry. <laughs> No, no, you're good. So at number eight, I did have to put him a, a tad bit lower only because of where he, he's at in his career, but that's Carmelo Anthony of the Trailblazers. I do okay. like his production, and yeah, he did He did kind of prove a lot of people wrong by coming back and being semi-productive on what could have been a playoff team because they were struggling in the beginning, but they were picking up steam heading into the All-Star break and even after. Uh, but I really always liked Carmelo's game just because it's very gritty. But obviously, in recent years, he's kind of fell off. Him uh, having a hard time finding a job and uh, keeping a job in the NBA. But I mean, it's great that he gets another shot at it, especially with players like Dame and players like CJ McCollum and a winning organization. Because in Houston, it was a kind of a little bit rocky. Same thing with OKC. He didn't really know his position there, so I'm glad that he got a shot. But he is at number eight only because of where he's at in his career. Yeah, I think it says a lot. Yeah about Melo being in all three of our top tens, even with taking the year off. Yeah, because a lot of people could have easily written him off. Like, I wanted For to sure. not put him. Everyone did I, write him off. Yeah, which I didn't want to put him initially, but I said, this is a Hall of Fame guy. Like, regardless of yeah. what his career is right now, he still has to make this list, even if he's number 10. But I still think he's better than these two guys. And on given nights, he's probably better than, like, my next four. Yeah, yeah any given night, Melo... Could be the best player in the NBA. If you if you're a basketball player, you know you know if you're an NBA fan, you know that Carmelo's on the court. Some something, something cool might happen. Doesn't matter for sure. For sure. 
All right, so who you got uh, now at number seven? All right, well, number seven, we've actually spit his name out um, quite a bit already, but uh, I'm going to have – and he's definitely fallen on this list now. He, he was higher because of the power forward label. Now, when you group all forwards together, he slides down, but that's Blake Griffin. I also have Blake Griffin at seven. I got Blake Griffin at seven. Um, OG, I think he's top tier, top tier forward. This is probably where, this is probably where the the elite power forward or the, or the elite forwards, um, in my mind, begin. Yeah. And listen, number seven. I think we had to. That's also kind of holding against him the injury. Well, he's been injured. He, I mean, he's an injury guy. He missed his rookie year. That's just well, kind of the story of his career, but you see the you know the couple year stands he has, and it's just he's 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 great. Yeah, and just in terms of the present, he only played eighteen games of this season, and then he was ruled out for the rest of the year with a knee injury. But I mean, like we were saying in terms of the comparison with Aaron Gordon, he did take that next step in terms of shooting. So I think seven. And taking account for the injury, the the seven spot on this list is is pretty pretty perfect, pretty spot on. Yep. So who you got at seven, Jacob? All right, so seven not going to be a really flash flashy name, but I'm going to go with the Dallas Texas native Lamarcus Aldridge again. Not a huge name, uh, but I've always liked his game. Even when he was with Portland, even when he started off with Damian Lillard too, that whole team I liked that team together. Uh, but honestly, his game is just real. It seems boring just because he he kind of plays more of a traditional four. How he backs you down, he can hit those fifteen jump, fifteen foot jumpers. But I've always liked his game, no matter what. Again, not as flashy, and he doesn't have the athleticism that Blake Griffin or Aaron Gordon has. But he's still a very productive guy. I mean, you saw, I think it was when he was with Portland, he had back-to-back 40-point games in one of those series. I think it was against Houston. Yeah. He had, like, 41 and, like, 42 or something like that. So he's a very productive guy. You just have to, again, like most players, he has to be in a, in the correct situation. Yeah. Now, it interesting, because I honestly probably would have considered him more of a big man. Yeah, but yeah. but to me, he's more – to me, he's, he's a post player, though, too. But he also stretches out – the floor, because to me, I wouldn't play him at the five at all. They have played him at the five, but I would consider him a four. He's definitely a four, but I, I, would, I would go with score on this one. I would categorize him as a big guy, but I mean, he plays power forward, so it's not like that's yeah, a, no. you know, that's a weird pick. And Lamarcus is is on last episode's show. He was like one of the first two names. I didn't name for the big yeah. big guys in the league because I mean he's like like you were saying he's got a great mid range game he's got a great you know face up kind of power old school power forward style he's a big lengthy guy and he's won a lot of games and he's been in a lot of playoff games. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with Tyler. He was definitely probably last week one of my fringe guys probably around that twelve to fifteen mark. Yeah, uh, in terms of Al big Horford, men in the NBA, like the Al Horford group, where I mean, he's, yeah, totally. He's a vet, so it's, he's a vet, so it's like you know, maybe playing against a Sabonis, he's going to have an advantage, but at the same time, you know, sometimes he pulls out in front. Yeah, but I but I like that Lamarcus Aldridge pick, Jacob. 
Yep. Yeah. All right. Who you got? Who you got at six, Tyler? Um, at number six, I got I got the I got the the prodigy, the the next man up. I got Zion Williamson. What already? <laughs> oh, got, as a top ten forward? Oh, he didn't even make my list. Are you? Got, oh, I thought you guys were saving him for higher. No, uh, honestly, he's not on my honestly, list yet. Honestly, he should be number four, but um, yeah, I got Zion for for sure, number six. Man, you have um, a lot of respect. Tyler. You have a lot of respect for that kid. Oh man, Tyler. Dude, I, I watched. I've I've seen so many. I've seen so many high school stories come and go, and I know for a fact this kid. It's not it. It's it's more than just like the stats and the and the story and all that. It's just like he's something special, dude. When he gets on the court, crazy shit happens, and uh, he's got the juice. And he, I mean, what he's. He's already just crushing. I mean, he's off to just statistical greatness um, in his first what thirty games. Yeah, but I need to games. see some consistency first. I need to I need to see it over a couple of years. Yeah, straight. right now it's just pure athleticism. Well, I saw, first of all, I started watching this kid as a sophomore in high school, so I've seen. Well, so him. did we all? I've seen, I've seen him dominate the high school thing. I, you know, we we missed out on some of the college, but we saw enough to know that he is a dominant force. And I've seen enough in the, in the NBA to know I just he just has to play more games. That's it. He, he's not he's not injured. He's playing the sport. We're in a weird time where his his rookie year is getting kind of chopped up into pieces. But it's like two three years down the road, it all of this is going to make sense. And uh, I I truly think that I, I would definitely take Zion. Like if 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 the Detroit Pistons. We're offering Blake Griffin for Zion. I would say no. I'd say I got I, Zion is going to produce more than Blake Griffin, Aaron Gordon, Gordon Hayward, Melodre. He's going to produce more than all those guys. Okay. Well, we'll see in a couple yeah, of years. Yeah. No. I listen. Yeah. I, 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 I love. I, mean, I love it, that you're riding a, for your guy, but I just I got to wait and see and a little a, bit. And he's a dookie. Okay, so I followed this kid for three years. Unfollowed no, that says him. a lot that you're saying this about a dookie. Uh, unfollowed him when he committed. Followed him, refollowed him when he blew his shoe out against North Carolina, and I've been a fan ever since. I mean, from <laughs> his commitment to Duke to the shoe blew out, I wasn't necessarily a fan, but ever since then, I've been. It's he, he's the man. You're so he's funny, Jordan. Tyler. He's the Jordan. He's the Jordan. LeBron. Iverson, Steph Curry type of influence to the generation. Listen, I'm not I'm not doubting that. I just I'm not ready to put him in my top forwards in the NBA right now. He, he should be number four, but I'm going to give these other two youngsters the benefit of the doubt for now. Okay, all right, Jacob, who you got at number six? Oh, you didn't skip me this time. Cool. So no. I, so at number six, uh, you guys mentioned him already, and that's Draymond Green. Again, this team is nothing, and they're not the same without him. Regardless if they've only won under 10 games, but their record would be a lot worse if he was not playing. And just what he adds, too, he gives you great defense. He's a facilitator, playmaker at times, and he can score as well. So I have him at number six. Okay. He's just out there trying, he's just out there trying to stay in shape. Yeah, honestly. That's kind of what he yeah. was doing even when the season was it, it, still happening. 
Yeah, no, he's he's waiting for Steph and Clay to get back, and they picked up an Andrew Wiggins. They're going to pick up a top lottery pick or trade it for another top-tier player, and they're going to be right back in the mix. And Draymond, dude, Draymond ain't afraid of one motherfucker on this list. Yeah. No, Draymond will go up against anybody any day, not, anywhere. Not one, not one name on this list is he afraid of. So, all right, for me, number six, I have a feeling Tyler's not going to like this based off of his number six with Zion Williamson. But uh, number six, I'm going Tobias Harris of the Philadelphia 76ers. Tobias is not on my list. Tobias Tobias and Gallo were, were definitely probably the two best forwards I left off the list. Okay. Well, you didn't make mine. And, and Millsap I left off the list. I also, Yeah, I left Paul Millsap off. But uh, no, listen, uh, Tobias Harris – Almost 20 points a game. Yeah, I love his game. 40%, from the field, 36% from three. There's clearly a reason why Philadelphia chose him over Jimmy Butler in in terms of free agency last summer. Yeah, because they can fucking handle Jimmy (laughs) Butler. Yeah, I was about to say they were scared of Jimmy Butler, just like the Timberwolves were. Hey, listen. They're like, you know what, this Tobias guy's a lot nicer. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, <laughs> you know what, he's not gonna say a bunch of uh, a bunch of shit in the locker room. So we'll take him over a Butler. But listen, no, I think Tobias. He can play. One of the best forwards in the in the league. Yeah, he can play, man. He's versatile, and you know, one of the things about Tobias, uh, Blake, actually, our boy Blake, actually is a big. Uh, he always like shouts these guys out, but. Um, in every draft class, there's the youngest person drafted, and Tobias was the youngest person drafted in his draft class. Been playing, been playing games since he was 18. So yeah. he's the guy that's just like extremely experienced for his age. I think he's like a 10-year vet, 28 years old, and um, he's always found a role on every team that he's played for. So it just speaks volume to his versatility and his production. Yeah, no, shout out our boy Blake Anthony. He's uh Tobias actually got drafted in 2011, so he's almost at, almost at 10 years in the league. Yeah, but that but he said he's 27, 28 years old. So, yeah. you know, it's just you know, Blake always talked about that because it's just like you get, you know, just every extra year you get of like practicing and developing and all that is just so crucial at that age. Um, you know, he was developed into a pro basketball player as a child and uh, that's, you know, Tobias can play. Yeah. All right. Let's get into the nitty-gritty now, the top five. Tyler, you're number five forward in the NBA right now. Oh, my God. I hate that I'm going with two Dukies in a row. I'm going Jason Tatum as number five. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, I, I don't – I'm not his biggest fan, but I'm not a hater at all. Like – you know, there's a lot of guys that dislike much worse than him, and I recognize what I recognize in him is the greatness in his game. This kid, when it comes to his body and his skill set, and and just you know, he just rises to the occasion, hits big shots, makes big plays, kind of makes big boy plays, I guess you would describe. Um, hey, listen, he guards, that dunk on LeBron—that's probably the biggest of boys' plays. That was his rookie yeah, year, too, I, wasn't that? And, and, yeah. And, yeah. I, and, and I think of just the play this season where is the sideline out of bounds. He catches it. He gets a hard jab step. You know, 
takes one strong dribble in, step back for the game winner. It's just like, you know, that's Jordan, Kobe type of shit. And uh, I definitely think Jason Tatum's got some of the Kobe in him when it oh, comes to Oh, for sure. He's got that Mamba mentality. Yeah, and so I respect it. And that's why I got to, even though he's a Celtic and a Dukey, which is like the worst combo ever. Uh, I got I got I got to give him the respect. Respect is due. Yeah, I also I also have Jason Tatum at number five. I mean, like you said, for for all those reasons, and it sucks that he's a Celtic and that he's got that much of the Mamba mentality in him. It's it's hard to root for him, but I mean, the kid's no, a, a special special talent. But that's why you rooted for the Mamba is because Kobe didn't give a fuck. He was just trying to make basketball better. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. He didn't care. He didn't care if you're a Celtic. He he just he just he spoke he spoke basketball. That's all. That's the only language he knew how to speak. And so, you know, that's it, it's what's he's a Celtic, and that's what sucks. But for being a Laker fan, but being a Kobe fan, you know, that's just like what why Kobe was so great. Yeah. Totally. All right, Jacob, who you got at five? So at five, you guys already mentioned him, so I'll make it quick. Uh, That's Blake Griffin. Uh, When he first got drafted to the Clippers, I didn't really like his game. Obviously, it was based off of his athleticism, but since then, he's really improved, like adding um, a three-point shot, improving his free throw percentage, you know, adding more of a a game because, again, he just kind of played off of his raw athleticism, and it was just him trying to jump over people or, you know, outrun people. But now it's like he thinks the game more methodically, and he actually has go-to moves. And that's, that wasn't there when he first got drafted, and even in his first couple years in Los Angeles with the Clippers. Yeah, no, listen, I think if we're not accounting for injury in this, I would probably definitely have Blake Griffin in my top five. Yeah, I mean, last year I had him at number two power forward in the league. So, <laughs> so all right. Tyler, number four, who you got? I got the newcomer, Pascal Siakam. So do I. I. This guy's got, I think he's got a superstar game for sure. Um, you know, he's been an interest. He's been fun to watch. I mean, because he's had such, he's had such big chunk, chunks of growth every year. I mean, he went from being the, the rookie player that you didn't know, you couldn't pronounce his name, to, you know, he was on that, that backup unit as a second-year player when they had him, Van Vliet, and one, I forget the other guy, but OG, OG, where all three of them were second-year players coming off the bench. And then as a third-year player, they win the championship. You know, and now as a fourth-year player, he's the star. So it's just uh, he's the reason why they're still a threat. Yeah, no doubt. And listen, the only reason I have – Siakam over Tatum, honestly, is the ring factor. But Siakam's no, growth. It, it, it's just it's just his game, man. It's it's he's got Giannis's game. He's got Giannis's game, but the better like outside touch. Now he's totally, not like totally. He's, he's not better than Giannis, but he has Giannis's game, which is what I think is more dominant than Tatum's. And uh uh, you know, Pascal, like I remember last year saying the big jump from two, year two to three, when we were talking about him last year, I was like, he he developed a game. So he went from being this year two, just rangy, athletic guy out there just kind of being opportunistic to this kid developed his, his shot. He developed moves. This kid can play. And now he's in a star role 
and he's just thriving. Yeah. So, I mean, people say he's the second best player in the East. You know, it's, it's uh, he's that, he's that good. Yeah, no, listen, he's definitely up there for sure. So, all right, Jacob, who you got at number four? So at number four, I have Jason Tatum of the Celtics. Okay. Uh, again, that team, I feel like that team kind of established uh, positionless basketball because just all their players, they play different positions. Like Tatum doesn't only just play the three or four. Sometimes you slide him over to the two in certain lineups. So he's kind of positionless as well. But I, I've always I've always loved his game when he was at Duke, but I kind of questioned it when he did get drafted. I didn't think he was going to have success, but him being able to come into the Celtics team and still shoot the three ball at a high percentage and be productive because he, again, he got drafted to a good team. And that for some rookies is tough because they can't establish their games like how they used to be in college when they were the go-to guy. Uh, And I feel like he fit really well with that team. Yeah. And I mean, unfortunately I hate to say this, but that's kind of the good thing about playing for someone like Duke is it's more of like a pro basketball team. I mean, Zion had to play with RJ. RJ had to play with Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish had to play with, you know, that that's that's how it goes. That's how it goes in the league. So, you know, that probably is part of the success factor of Jason Tatum is going to a program like Duke and uh, not always being the man, but being the man. Yeah, totally. All right, Tyler, you're number three. Well, number three, now, we're, now we dip our toes into the super superstars, kind of the, the elite. Um, franchise player, cornerstone. All three of these guys, to me, are top five players in the world. Yeah. So this is three in the same position. This is three of the top five players in the world to me. Um, and I can't believe it's so funny that this guy's number three, the third best player in his position grouping. Some players, some people say he's the best player in basketball. That's Kawhi Leonard. Damn. Okay. I got Kawhi okay. Leonard as the third best. Uh, it's pretty crazy. You know, it seems weird because I think on any given day, he is the best. And when you're ranking the best of the best, it's just nitpicking. But Kawhi has got a perfect game. He's got the killer mentality. He's got he, – he can shoot the three. He can, he can post up mid-range. He's an elite defender. Um I just don't think – I just don't believe that he's better than the two guys that I have in front of him on this list. I just can't believe that these, these are the two guys I have above him are just better basketball players to me. I think Kawhi has been on great teams, and he's accomplished great success. And he, he's, he's had help, but it's not – he wasn't Allen Iverson taking nobody to the finals. You know, he wasn't LeBron taking the 07 Cavs to the finals. He was part of programs. Now the, the the Raptors was a one-off, but it's like the Warriors were down and the throne was for the taking. And I think that was an opportunistic championship. Not to not to take anything away from it, he got it done, and he's got multiple chips with multiple teams, which no one's ever won uh, a chip with three different teams as a star player, and he has a chance to do that. So he is step he is tiptoeing around greatness and in his career, but. I got to keep him at number three right now. Okay. Interesting. All right, Jacob, who you got at number three? 
Uh, at number three, I have Pascal Siakam. So, yeah, Tyler talked about him, yeah, possibly being the second-best player in the East. But, look, that Raptors team hasn't really taken a dip since Quiet Leonard left, and a big part of that is because of him. No, I think it's all due to him. Yeah, I mean, you do have Kyle Lowry there, too, and he has helped. But since Leonard left, Siakam has picked up a lot of the slack that Leonard left, too, with, especially on the defensive end and as, as well as on the scoring end, too, because – he was a go-to guy on offense. He probably was like their third option. But when Quiet Leonard would sit last year, especially during their playoff run, uh, he would be their main scorer, if not Kyle Lowry. So he is the, he is the guy now on that team. Yeah. All right. For me, at number three, I can't I can't believe I'm putting him at number three. But unfortunately, I I had to hold the injury against him. Uh, We don't know what he's going to look like when he comes back. I still think he's going to be a top player in the world, no doubt. But for right now, at number three, I got to put Kevin Durant. You know, you know what, uh, what's that thing you put the, the, the mop in? That's what he's going to look like. (laughs) The water bucket? The bucket. That's what it is. That's what he's going to look like. He's going to look like a motherfucking bucket. But, I mean, I understand, you know, these top three guys. It's just like you could put their names, you know, random. No, they're, inter- they're interchangeable. Yeah. So, all right, Tyler, at number two, who you got? Uh, at number two, I got Giannis, man. Uh, I think that so Giannis I. is – I think that Giannis is probably the he – he's probably, if everyone wanted to look at this, objectively, I think he's probably the best player in basketball right now or the most unstoppable player in basketball. Um, but, uh, you know, I just think that it's more like when I talk about Giannis and his greatness, um, I tend to always throw in. I, it's the people that are in front of him. He's kind of just waiting to get out the way. He's just waiting for, for Magic and Bird to get out the way so he can be Jordan. Yeah. No, listen, Giannis... So, one of the most unreal talents the NBA has ever seen. We honestly, I don't think we've ever seen anything like him, but nothing for me. Why I have him at number two is, is the outside shooting aspect. Yeah. See, same. I have him at number two because of that. He he, he establishes that jumper. He immediately moves up a spot. Oh, for sure. Well, and, and when you're talking about the greats, you know, when you're talking about guys like Durant, Kawhi, and Giannis, it's like any little chink in the armor, that's going to make the difference. And the outside jumper is is, is a kind of a big chink. Yeah, definitely. All right. Last but not least, number one, who we yeah, got. I mean, I'll go first since I'm guessing you guys got the same guy. But at, at, at the end of the day, when, when if I'm a basketball player, I'm a basketball coach or I'm a GM or whatever the fuck I am when it comes to basketball. And I'm looking at the list of forwards in the NBA. Kevin Durant has to be number one. He's the only person I think that challenges LeBron as the best player in the world. You know, maybe Giannis and Kawhi, but uh, I I truly believe there's a strong number two in the, the rankings of the NBA right now. Kevin Durant is number two. Yeah, no, listen. He's, mo- he's got the most unstoppable offensive game. Um, yeah, he can ever. get a shot up against anybody. He can, he can, because of how tall he is, he can get his shot up over anybody in the NBA. Yeah. 
I, I look for him to come back and be dominant. I, I just, even if he, even if he went the Grant Hill route where he lost years of his career, still a Hall of Famer. Gonna, well, he's just going to come back and settle into his body, and he's seven feet tall. So it's like it doesn't matter if he, as long as he can get up the court, he's got that fucking jumper and he's got those arms. So it's just it's all good. I think he's going to play for a long time, and he is still just an assassin, a killer, and one of the true talents the NBA has ever seen. No doubt. And, and and I've also gone as far to say that I think that at the end of the day, when he hangs him up, he's probably going to be a top 10 player ever. And when you get to that, that place, you're, you're talking is you're talking bumping guys off the list, like Duncan and bird and, and Bill Russell and Elijah Wan. And it's like, these are the kind of this, that's the company this dude's in. Yeah, no, of course. But the reason I got to put Kawhi Leonard at number one, especially over Kevin Durant in this instance, is the defensive aspect where, don't get me wrong, Kevin Durant is great on defense. He averaged almost two blocks a game one year with the Warriors. Kawhi Leonard's got that defensive player of the year under his belt. Yeah, but do, but but Kawhi Leonard can't fucking hold KD's jockstrap when it comes to the offensive end, so... It's like yes, I believe that I believe that Kawhi has a good offensive game, but I believe Kevin Durant's offensive game is another world shit. And then KD can play good enough defense, where like yeah, Kawhi's defense is on another level than Durant's. But both ends of the courts, they have a separation when it comes to those two. But they're both talented on those ends of the court. They're both two-way players. I mean, yeah. I think it was Kobe Kobe's last playoff run ever. I mean the last the last one he made, I think it was eleven or twelve. 10, 11, yeah, with Dwight 12. Howard. The, no, no, the year Oh, the year after that. the year after against the, the Rockets. Yeah, you're right. Or not the Rockets, the Thunder. Yeah, the the year they lost to the Thunder and it's just like the the Lakers were down, it was like Kobe's coming back and then and then K D switched off onto him and he was he was in the chair. He was moving his feet and he put his arms out and it's just like Kobe Bryant, the greatest, the greatest player we've ever seen, couldn't get a bucket up because of his length and his, you know, when he's locked in, he he can stop people. Now I don't think that that's how he plays all the time. That was a big moment, so he was digging in deep. But um, man, I could talk about Kevin Durant's basketball game all day, and same with yeah. Kawhi Leonard. I think I think if we're talking an even playing field and Kevin Durant is 100% healthy, the Achilles injury doesn't happen, blah, 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 whatever, I'm taking Kevin Durant over Kawhi Leonard. But but right now, given the circumstances, I, I got to go Kawhi Leonard at number one. When it comes to, like, the legendary guys, it's just like when there's an injury happens, everybody's mindset is like, okay, how's he going to look when he comes back? Odds are he doesn't look the same. But when it comes to these legendary guys, to me, I just think I, I think the opposite. I believe that it's just like it's going to, it's going to, they're, they're going to be good. They're going to come back and they're going to be solid. I don't expect them to come back and struggle. Yeah. All right, Jacob, number one for you. Who you got? Uh, Sam, I have Quad Leonard as my number one. Only, only because of the defensive aspect, too. That's the main reason why I put him there. Yeah, one of the great one of the great two way players ever. 
he's also one of the great NBA Finals performers ever. Yeah, no, like you said, he he him and LeBron are the only two players in the position right now to win an NBA championship with a third team, and whoever does it first will be the first ever in NBA history. As a star, as a star player, yeah, you know, you know, not not a not an old man going to chase the third ring, not a you know, not a Robert Ory, you know, playing on multiple. I don't know if he even got three, but. Yeah, he did. He got Rockets, Lakers, and Spurs. Yeah, he had, he has three. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like not not one of those guys because he's not. He was a he was a pivotal role player, but he's not a star. So it's just yeah. like I'm talking the star when you when you say the Bulls, you say it's Pippen and Jordan's Bulls. It's D Wade. It's the big three. He it's Kobe and Shaq. Lakers. Are they one of those fucking names? They're going to be the first. You know, Kawhi or LeBron's going to be the first person to 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 be the star of a three three championship franchise yeah all right let's let's run it back and close out the show jacob why don't you uh give your one through ten then tyler will go and then then i'll finish it up all right we have aaron gordon at 10 at number nine danilo gallinari at number eight carmelo anthony at number seven lamarcus lamarcus aldridge uh number six draymond green number five blake griffin number four jason tatum uh, number three, Pascal Siakam. Number two, Giannis. And at number one, Quiet Leonard. All right, Tyler. All right, number one. I'm going to start from the top. I'm going to go number one, KD, then Giannis, Kawhi. Then I got Siakam, Tatum, Zion. I got Blake Griffin, Aaron Gordon. And I'm going to finish it off with the vets with Gordon Hayward, Carmelo Anthony, and Draymond Green. All right, and then to finish it up for myself, I got number one, Kawhi Leonard, number two, Giannis Antetokounmpo, number three, Kevin Durant, number four, Pascal Siakam, number five, Jason Tatum, number six, Tobias Harris, number seven, Blake Griffin, number eight, Danilo Gallinari, number nine, Gordon Hayward, and number 10, Carmelo Anthony. All right. You guys got any shout outs before we get out of here? Tyler? Jacob? I don't have one. Not this week. Well, you know, you just just got a shout out, Dipsy. Yeah, man. Yesterday, yeah. one-year anniversary of Nipsey Hussle's untimely demise. Uh, I'll never forget where I was when I found out. And then later that night, I know me and Tyler linked up, got a couple 40s, smoked the bleasy. All in all, all in Nip's honor, you know? Listen to some Nipsey. Um, definitely, you know, miss him for sure. And, uh, yeah, shout out. Long live Nipsey Hussle. Yeah. Long live Nipsey Hustle, And then I'm going to shout out ESPN for pushing up the release date of the documentary centered around the last title run Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls had called The Last Dance. It was supposed to come out in June around the NBA Finals, but with the uncertainty surrounding when live sports will return, ESPN announced they were pushing up the release date to April 19th. So 18 more days. The, the documentary is going to be in 10 parts and will be shown over five weeks. So starting on April 19th, episodes one and two will be shown. And then the next four weeks after that, there will be two episodes each streaming live on ESPN and the ESPN app at 6 p.m. Pacific time, 9 p.m. Eastern. So April 19th, 26th, May 3rd, May 10th, my birthday, and May 17th. We have 
the last dance of the Chicago Bulls airing on ESPN, and I cannot wait for that documentary to drop. Yeah, that thing can't come soon enough. Can be can be legendary. Totally. So, all right, with that, that wraps up this episode of the TSK Show, another quarantine edition of the Sports Kingdom Show. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you decide to listen to the TSK Show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. Don't forget to follow at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow all of us at the Duke of Sports, at Tyler Pachoki and at Jacob double underscore Gonzalez. We appreciate you all so much for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode of the TSK show. Peace.